Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. Indie Game Business is recorded live on Mixer and produced by the Powell Group. Check us out at IndieGame.Business. Now, let's start the show with your hosts, Jay Powell and me, Indy. What's up, everybody? My name's Indy, and uh, that gentleman way over there is Mr. Jay Powell from uh, Jay Powell from Powell Group Consulting, and this is Indie Game Business. Today we've got our special guest Lloyd Melnick, and we are talking about uh, how to adapt to working at home. Yes, which, which, like. Yeah, Lloyd's been on the show. He was on the show last year talking about the hyper casual craze, and now we're back. Hold on a second. I got to mute stuff. Uh, Damn now, you! I know that. Now we're back, Lloyd. If you if you heard the show last time, uh, Lloyd's the guy who taught me everything I know, and so he. Sorry, world. Yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> He he and Kirk Owen, who were partners back, you know, way back in the day in the late '90s, hired me straight out of college with absolutely no business skills at all. And you know, 20 years later, here we are. So, like me, Lloyd's been working remotely and with remote teams for a long time. But then a year ago, he actually trans transitioned over to full-time work from home, and so. That's what we want to talk about. You know, people. There's a lot of people who are a bit lost, a bit you know, confused right now, and how to do this, how to do it effectively. Uh, and so that's what we want to talk about. So, Lloyd, take it away wherever you want to start. And well, then I want to comment on one thing. In. Why in the hell is everyone using Zoom? Why? Dis easy. Discord is so much better. I know, but people don't. Discord is like rarely known outside of the game industry. Right. I mean, Lloyd, what did you say that, you, I mean, we'll get to this eventually anyway, but since we already started down the rabbit hole, what do you all use, and if you want to go into where you work, we'll start right there, but what do, what do you all use for communication? We use WebEx and Google Hangouts, and I will say Zoom's better. Uh, so WebEx is by far the worst. I am not, uh, hopefully no one from Cisco is on the call, but if they are, <laughs> they, they, maybe they can learn from this. But uh, WebEx sucks. It's not user-friendly. <laughs> it doesn't have good error handling. It, 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 Google Hangouts is okay. It integrates, obviously, with Google products. We, that's the one I use most at a time. And then for group meetings, it's WebEx. Uh, but whenever I'm doing things external these days, it, it seems to be Zoom. And Zoom is better than those two. I think Discord has is more people look at it as a gamer, a gamer chat. So they, they're not using it for other applications. The thing is, so we used Slack internally for a long time and then when discord started growing in popularity we switched to discord because outside of all of the integrations that slack has which we didn't need it doesn't do anything that discord doesn't do and so that's partly why we switched to what what we use now um but let's let's rewind and start back at the beginning for for those of us those folks who missed the first show walk us through your you know, career a little bit. Tell tell us how you went from Duke Business School to starting a game company, and then we'll catch up to where you are now and what you're doing with um, with work from home at, at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'll skip over most of this stuff. Uh, yeah, just uh, I don't want to bore people, but yeah. So I went to Duke Business School. We won a couple of national championships, uh, beat UNC a lot of times. So uh, that, those were the glory days. But that's from before I got there. I turned things around. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so after business school, myself and Kirk, who you mentioned, we started a game company, which was largely a kind of a consultancy agency at the time. So we were representing uh, small uh, development companies. It was a different environment and they didn't really call them indies then, but in retrospect they were. Uh, and we were like taking their games, licensing them overseas, vice versa. Um, we went through the ups and the downs in the game industry. Uh, we went from, you know, we, w we got into it because 
games were just taking off because they could put them on CD-ROMs. So that that tells you how long ago it was, uh, and, and so so then they could actually have graphics on it. You know, that, those were you know the big breakout product was missed. Yeah, that was the thing that kind of changed the game industry and, and largely got me and Kirk into it. Uh, not that we we're, we're, were never gamers like you or Indy or uh, and, and, you know, 99% of the people in the industry. Uh, we definitely came at it from a business perspective. But we wrote it. We wrote that CD-ROM wave, taking international games over to the U.S., U.S. games overseas, and kind of commissioning our own games that we sold to places like Best Buy or at the time Comp USA, Egghead, all uh, all those old retailers that hopefully bring back fond memories or not so fond. Um, then we moved into that casual download space. Eventually, social took off, uh, pivoted our company to, to developing social games, were acquired by Playdom. Playdom uh, was then acquired by Disney. Uh, my role was always on the business side of things, so doing the publishing, doing distribution, marketing. Uh, so at Disney, I was the GM for international publishing. Left Disney for a joint venture, a North Carolina-based media company. Uh, we won't talk about that, but that didn't really work out. Uh, after that, I uh, moved over to a startup in the social casino space, uh, they were acquired by Zynga. Uh, I was chief uh, growth officer there, so again, responsible for everything external as well as internal product analytics and stuff. Uh, it's already getting boring, so I'm going to skip forward. <laughs> Zynga, I was a senior director for their uh, casino group. Then I went over to Poker Stars. They were starting up a social casino team. Uh, I was responsible for that. And a year ago, I left to join BGW an Australian-based social casino company um, where I, I'm general manager. I run a product called Chumba Casino. Uh, it generates about uh, $400 million in revenue a year. So that's, that's where we all? are now. That's yeah, just well, $400 million? Well, that was before this whole coronavirus driving people inside. So. Okay. And, and so that's one of the first questions I have. I mean, working from home strategies aside, how have you seen – how has – your world changed in the last month? Not as dramatically as the rest of the world. It's, I, I feel bad saying it. It's helped our business, uh, yeah, and, yeah, it, it, which is tragic, and this is not the way you want to grow your business, and it's, you, you take no satisfaction. My business is up you know, on the day anywhere between business. 10 or 20%. <laughs> uh, but poker is through the roof. You know, poker has almost doubled for us, and I still have, obviously, a lot of friends back at PokerStars. This is a company that's been around 15 years, has over 400 developers, and they're having problems keeping the product alive because they have so many people playing online poker right now. Uh, you know, it's, that's what you – know, so online gaming, and just talking to my colleagues in online gaming, what you're finding is probably the industry overall is up 10 20%. You are seeing it like hit or miss. It's again, you know, the uh, it's really helping the leaders, and it's not across the board. Games that weren't performing are still not performing, so it's not like a rising tide risen all ship. It's it's helped the uh, the rich get richer uh, to a de degree, and then in some places like social casino, it's even been better because you know people can't go to land based casinos. It's driving more people. It's driving a lot of new users, um, and then a, a game like. Poker, it's doing really well. And my guess is any game where you have social interactions doing well now. You know, so instead of having a uh, you know, a poker night, you, you have to do it online. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing every single week uh, Steam is hitting a new record for concurrent users online and users on the system in general. And, you know, one of the publishers I spoke to a week or so ago said, you know, they have – Seen, sorry, got derailed there. They've seen a 400% increase in sales and they haven't really done anything. There's like no change in marketing or anything like that. It's just a gigantic spike in, in revenue and sales. Uh, so, what, what, can I say before we kind of talk about Because yeah. it reminded me of two things that I've talked about with people. One is, you know, you always see in these things, people think they're a lot smarter than they are. So I think these people having like huge sales spikes, they haven't all of a sudden become great businesses. Just like, 
you know, airlines and hotels haven't all of a sudden become stupid. And if you all of a sudden, if you think now long term, you're a lot better than you are, it, you know, in three months, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. The other thing that we are seeing is even though it is more revenue, yeah, I think I even talked about with the hyper casual talk a year ago, you know, it's a very VIP driven industry. We're already seeing our VIP numbers have come down because they're, you know, a lot of them have been impacted financially. And I think this, this, the, the positive impact we're seeing now could easily turn the other way we, you know, if we start hitting 30%, 40% unemployment, even for a medium term in, in, you know, in, in New York State. So I think I wouldn't get overly optimistic even on the business side uh, because we're still really at the early stages of what's happening here. So is it safe to say that we're seeing more interaction and the market in terms of consumers is growing, but that's not necessarily leading to a giant spike in long-term revenue. I don't know if it's safe to say it. I would say that. That's my guess. I think it's safe to say we just don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think that's the way everybody is right now. Um, <laughs> It's it's definitely going to be interesting, but I like. I mean, I, I had not thought about that, but you're right. I mean, if if this goes on, then even those those VIPs are going to start, you know, basically hoarding their money a little more and not spending it on on games. But then, if you run and you make a big adaption to start doing more and more stuff online, and, and when everybody goes back to work. It's, it's going to have a rubber band effect. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so it, it, one of the reasons that, that you're here is because you you have been, I mean, even when you were working with um, Playdom, or not Playdom, but um, Zynga, mm -hmm. you weren't in an office all day. You were from home. You worked in, in like, what was it, Chicago some weeks yeah. and, and in San Francisco some weeks. You've been doing a lot of remote work for years. And of course, you know, even way back in the day, we were managing remote teams. Yeah. So what are some of the, in the last year, since you've gone to a full-blown work from home, hmm. what are some of the biggest changes that you had to get used to? You know, and what are some of the things that you've done to to adapt? It's actually why I was really eager to join the call and think I might be able to add, add some help. Because like you said, I have worked like remotely and semi-remotely for years. And I think most people have these days because no team's in one place. And I wasn't particularly good at it. And you know, I, I, I never thought I was as effective like thing when I wasn't in the office in Chicago when I was at home. Uh, and, and working with remote teams, I always felt it was a little hit or miss. And actually, when I started PokerStars five, five years ago, my biggest initiative was to get all my team was dispersed between Isle of Man, Dublin, London, and Paris. And I pretty much got everyone to move to Isle of Man. Um, but so, because I didn't, I wasn't a big fan or didn't think it was that effective. And my world changed when I came to BGW a year ago. I, it was my biggest concern in taking the job because 90% of my team is in Perth in Australia, which is almost the inverse time zone. Uh, and then I actually have direct reports in seven different time zones now. So I have people in Sydney, Perth, Malta, Vancouver, Toronto, and one other place I can't think of. I know there's seven. Uh, yeah, but it, it, you know, I was really worried about it, and it's been so seamless and so effective that I wanted to come on your show and kind of discuss it with you and Indy and, and, and kind of maybe even figure out why it's worked so well. Um, and, and now that my team has had to go, go remote, so even though I was working remote at BGW, uh, I had several people who were, but nine, uh, again, most of the team was working in, in one of the offices. So, uh, but now they're all dispersed. Everyone's working from home because the same things you're dealing with in you know, North Carolina, they're dealing with in Australia, they're dealing with in Malta. Malta is the other place, <laughs> and they're dealing with in Canada. Uh, so everyone's now working from home, and every team is dispersed. So you know, it's, I've actually been helping them along the way. Um, yeah. So I, I think what, my biggest thing is don't try to do exactly what you would do in an office at home. Don't just 
take all your meetings and put them into Zoom or Discord or whatever you decide you want to use. Uh, you actually need to, just like when you port a game, you don't, if you just take it from, uh, you know, Xbox over to a mobile phone, it's going to suck. And how many, you know, how, you, know, you look at how few games made it from console to PC. It's the exact same with work. If you try to port a office experience to a work from home experience, it's not going to work. You have to reformulate your meetings, reformulate your day. And just, you know, even the tools you're using have to be really optimized for what you're trying to achieve. And that's also a big part of it. You need to understand like the end game and how you're gonna, and then work out your plan on how to get there. I also so, find you have to be able. To, go ahead. Go ahead. So why doesn't it work? What 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 causes the the problems when you try to adapt that work schedule to your home schedule? Uh, I think a big part of it is a lot of your effectiveness in an office is based on informal interactions. And yeah, it's walking around, talking to someone, thinking of a problem, asking them what to do, uh, asking for help, uh, offering a suggestion. You know, I think very, to be honest, I think most of your time in meetings in an office setting is a waste. And most of your useful time is sitting at your desk or chatting to the, your colleague next to you or going over to the, uh, you know, the Diet Coke machine or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's where you get the value. But what you end up doing if you just try to translate it online working from home is you take the part that's the waste, the actual meetings, and you miss the other interactions. Uh, you miss the things that are actually helping you achieve something. So I actually find that you know, I'm not a huge – I used to not be a huge planner. I used to you know, I used to be driven by, at the time, Goldmine, by my online system, um, but not really like plan out my day. I never had to-do lists and stuff. I find that working remotely, you really need to plan things much better and figure out, okay, today I want to figure out what our business plan is going to be if multiple people get sick and then work out. So this means I have to talk to X, Y, and Z and schedule those calls. And then after that, I have to you know, spend some time in my Google Doc mapping it out. Then I have to share it with people. And I end up going in and scheduling all those things in my Google Calendar and scheduling the meeting, you know, scheduling the calls with people, but actually scheduling out all the steps. And then at the end of the day, it gets done. Otherwise, I end up getting sidetracked and waste most of my day. Yeah, I, I never get sidetracked and start playing a game instead of doing you know, <laughs> what I need to be doing. But that's one of the things. So, so one thing that I hear from people in terms of, you know, when they're talking about having to work from home, that's what they say. It's like, whoa. I'm going to miss out on on the the chats and especially in game dev, like you said, if somebody has a problem, you know, and you're all there in one big office and you're like, hey, look, you know, whatever's not working in the code and they can fix it. That's one of the things that I, I hear from developers that they're concerned about. And my response, you know, I've been I'm running, working from home and running a distributed company now for 10 years. And when I see these, when I see that question or, you know, I saw somebody the other week said, you know, what do we do now that we have to educate our kid and work at the same time? And I'm like, look, what you'll find is the time that you spent in stupid ass meetings that you didn't need to be in is going to more than make up for the time that you need to be a parent or you need to be an educator. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate, unfortunate here. My wife got laid off. So for at least for the couple of months, she can do that education side. Whereas last week I was going back and forth and doing it, but it's amazing. Once you get going in this, you realize to do everything that you need to do or you needed to do when you were in an office and now you're at home, it can be done in like half the time. Yeah. And you arguably have twice the time because you're not spending time commuting. You're not spending time walking, you know, taking the elevator down for coffee five times a day. You actually end up having a ton more time. But you, you, you actually kind of hinted or touched on another reason not to port things. Also, don't port your schedule. 
you know, and we've actually just as a company told our employees, you don't necessarily, so like in the office, you're going to be there nine to five or 10 to four, six or whatever. Uh, and people, when they initially move to the work from home, try to do the same thing. But you know, in these days, for a weird work from home environment, because you also have your kids home from school and stuff. You know, rather than trying to do nine to five, you know, you can have that three hours of homeschool or three hours of schooling, say two to five, where you're, you know, you're with them when they're uh, logging in and talking to their school, which could be remote. And then you work from eight to 11 instead in the evening. I'm making up times there. But again, rather than trying to copy the day, that you had when you worked from the office, start from scratch. You know, do it as a, a clean slate and don't think you have to work on the same schedule. Now, you'll have to have meetings. You have to find the time that works for everyone. But your world is different now, and it's different not only because you're work, working from home, but because of this virus situation. You know, everyone's world's very different. And I think the important thing is being adaptive and really working <laughs> Leaning into that situation rather than trying to force a old framework onto a situation and then becoming ineffective. Because if you are trying to work while you're trying to homeschool your kids, and a lot of people are having that challenge right now, it's going to get messed up. You're not going to be effective, and then you're just going to be drinking during those extra three hours you would be on your commute. You know, it's you just you, know, you have that. to. <laughs> I didn't say that was a, that, that's not a bad thing unless you're not getting something that you want to get done done. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is something to keep in mind. There's no there's no set way to work from home. I mean, everybody's going to have their own way of getting it done, mm -hmm. and everybody's got their own priorities now. And so, you know, we just had a couple of weeks ago we had one of our online conferences and now it's 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 nothing no big deal when somebody's like hey look hold on i gotta go you know do something with my kid real quick or it's not like it used to be like completely unprofessional i mean mm -hmm. remember the guy on cnn or whatever it was whose kid like came in during the conference call and it was like global news now it's just like okay whatever your kid came in during the conference call that's everybody's working from home now it's a thing but there's you've got to find that that system that works for you because for as many books have been written about how to effectively manage an office and run an office and but all that shit's out the window now i mean yeah. it's, it's just one of those that you got to get stuff done when you can get it done so mm -hmm. when you're coordinating meetings and schedules around seven you know time zones globally what do you use to schedule those I mean, we use Google I, Google Calendar. I mean, we don't. There's nothing. You know, we're aware enough of other people's schedule that we we kind of keep. You know, we just we think in different time zones. You know, I think that's uh, and and we try to be considerate of each other. You know, I think that it's. I will block off time from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. where people can't schedule things for me, and uh, you know it's. Um, and I'm the only one in my time zone. So it's like, but again, most of my team's in Australia. So time zones aren't as big an issue because, A, we're aware of them, and I think people are relatively sensitive to it. Uh, I do want to touch on something you just said a minute ago. It's like you do need to get a system. Even though there's no right system, you have to think of the right one for you and do it because I am finding that, like, it's working out really well for 80 to 90% of people. 10% are adrift. You know, they're they're because they they don't have a structure. They're 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 like they're not getting stuff done, but they're also but it's not intentional. They feel they're a mess. Uh, you know, because they feel they they feel like they don't know what to do. They're they're really stressed because they don't have a structure. I think the important thing is getting some kind of system in place, and you need a not everyone will ha everyone could have. Have a different, you need some kind of structure or else you're going to be a bigger man. It's, yeah, I mean, I agree. And, and I try to sit back and I think, what's my structure on a daily basis? But there's not, there is one, but you don't, I don't think about it. It's like, you know, I have certain hours that I'm, you know, I opened up for meetings. There were, so it was like a two hour, two and a half hour break in the middle of my day that, you know, I used to go pick up my son from school. 
obviously I don't have that anymore. Um, but then, you know, effectively when you've got, if you're in a situation where you have two people working from home, you've got to manage both schedules. And so you may find yourself sitting in the living room with a laptop at eight o'clock at night doing emails where you normally wouldn't do it, but it is a matter of, you do have to find your own, um, find your own key to it. So, but this is also why I think you need to schedule it because you need to find, you need, you need to schedule that time and you need to schedule your partner's time so that you're not conflicting or else you're going to run into a lot of situations where you wanted to jump in a meeting and then all of a sudden your partner's on the meeting, or you might be in a situation where, uh, you know, bandwidth is becoming a bigger issue on my calls. I'm having a lot of conversations where you have to shut the video down or you actually even have to move into text chat uh, because, you know, it's, we're, I'm seeing it actually more in parts of Australia, uh, but it's, you know, because there's so many people working from home, but I have negotiated with kids when they stream. And for the other times, you know, they, they schedule and they actually, you know, they download content if they want to watch a movie when I know I'm going to have a call, you know, and, and you know, it, I mean, you do negotiate things like HD versus SD, you know, it's uh, things you never talked about before. But I think it, it goes to, I, I really do think you have to plan ahead a lot more. Now. And you also, otherwise you also, it's really easy to get distracted and even on business stuff. So you might be working on a really important deal in your case. And you don't want to spend an hour setting up a podcast and not get a deal done that's going to generate millions of dollars in revenue. You know, I think you have – it's really important to kind of like set those buckets so you get the, the important stuff done. Yeah, that's why, that's why my desk is completely like littered with notepads and, and all kinds of – where I try to keep my world somewhat scheduled. Um, so, I mean, what else is – how is the rest of your studio, how have they adapted? I mean, are there issues that, that you're seeing in general with them or is everyone pretty much adapting okay? But how's it going on for everybody else? I think the, the challenges we initially faced, so it's only been the first week. The only people who've really run into challenge are the ones with younger children at home. Trying to, you know, taking care of that, especially if they have a working partner, and I think most of the people on my team do. Uh, you know, that's been the chat, uh, the big issue. Uh, they've been pretty focused. Uh, productivity has been up so far, I, I would say overall. Uh, stress has been up also, though. Uh, you, you'd almost think it'd be less stress because they're at home, but there's more. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's also hard to separate from the virus. You know, it, the other thing you know, that I've been doing is like just looking through, we use Slack all the time, my direct message channel and reaching out to people I wouldn't normally talk to to check in on them because it's impacting different people in different ways. In terms of how we're doing it, it's, it's going to everyone's scheduling things. Our schedules are open to each other. We already had, you know, kind of we we use something called OKRs so everyone knows their objectives and key results for the quarter, which is effectively goals. Uh, so checking in on those every week and making sure they're focused on them, uh, and you know, really just looking at the release roadmap. Um, everything's been going well. I don't get involved in the development because that would just slow things down and mess things up. Because I'm no more technical than I was when you knew me, Jay. Uh, uh, so I, can't, I can't tell you how they're doing it, but they're doing it, you know? And, uh, yeah, but, and, and I think it really is just with check-ins and everyone having very clear uh, objectives of what they're trying to achieve. And, and you've got to be more human now. I mean, you, you have to realize that it is a lot of stress. I mean, and even yeah. I'm, I'm not one that gets overly, you know, burdened with stress, but I mean, it, even if you're not, thinking about it actively, there's a lot of stuff that's uncertain right now. We don't really know how long this is going to be the new normal. We don't really yeah. know, you know, what things are going to be like six months from now. And you've got to understand that, you know, there are people that are dealing with a lot more than you are right now, you know, and that's the reality of it. I used to get, you know, there was nothing that would drive me crazier than someone who scheduled a meeting with me and they scheduled it 
and then they don't show up for it, you know. That still drives me crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like you picked the time that you wanted to do this, and now you're not ready. But now it's like, you know, it's, it's just a whatever. You know, I understand. I get it. You know, you have no idea what's going on in their world right now. We had several, um, several people from mainland Europe the other week who's, I think it was mainly in Spain and Italy, who's their bandwidth, their internet was getting so hammered Mm -hmm. that they couldn't get on to do video calls. And and that's just, you know, that's, that's what's part of it now. So um, I think I, I, I would, I would say, I would agree and disagree. So you're more charitable than me. I think you really have to make an effort though to remember, like, let's say, yeah, everything hits the fan at your house and you're going to miss three calls, spend that minute and let people know you're not going to be oh, there. Oh, yes. Definitely. I think, and, and that's where I'm like, if someone sends me a message even a minute before the call, my internet's down or my kid's screaming or my wife's just getting laid off, I have to talk to her, no problem at all. I will not, I, I'll, I'll ask them how I can help as opposed to be upset with them. But if they blow off the call, if it's, if it's something awful, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's like try to make the effort at least not to because you know, otherwise that person is going to be there with a half hour you know, lost of their time. Yeah. Or- Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all those speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. you know because we use google hangouts too so if somebody is like not there within five minutes of the call starting i just hit the little button this is email everybody and go hey i'm here you know is everything okay and if they yeah you're just one of those things that it's, it's almost like there's so much other shit to worry about right now yeah you can't let little stuff you know blow your top like it normally does um so Aside from Slack, you know, for internal communication, I mean, what else have you done in the last year to kind of adjust to, you know, working from home now with, you know, wife and now you got, you know, all the kids are home too. What else was a major change from what you were doing going into the office over there to, you know, not basically? I think I'm I'm fortunate. I think it's easier to work from home. My my children are older, so you know I actually see less of them now that they're at home than when they were going to school. Because at least I used to see them when they went out to school. Uh, so that part has that part hasn't been a huge adjustment. Uh, you know, I think where the big adjustment is, I'm someone who socializes over coffee, over meals, as you know. Uh, how many how many meetings do we have at yes, the Fiesta Grill? I follow you on Instagram. I, I know. <laughs> Exactly, but it's actually a big part of how I work, and I've had to you know, move to having much more one-on-one meetings, and not only with people on my team or you know who I report to, but even colleagues. So I'd say half my day is one-on-ones now. Where in the past it would have been okay, I'd go out once a week for lunch with you, once a week for lunch with Joe to talk. Yeah, but in those conversations, I'd know what's going on on the accounting, on what you're doing. I've had to institutionalize that. So I have a lot more meetings, uh, really with a very loose agenda, uh, just to kind of keep a feel on what's going on, and especially other parts of the business outside of my team. You know, I probably would have always been talk. I always talk to the people I work with a lot, uh, but the people I'm now working with on day to day, I've had to make much more effort doing meetings with them without spending your whole day in meetings. I mean, that's the trade-off because I also think meetings are incredibly unproductive and a waste of time a lot of the time. So it's like, how do you, you know, finding that right balance to maintain the relationship, know what people is going on as opposed to having a meeting for meeting's sake. And it's 
Uh, honestly, it's, I, I, there's no formula, like you said about something else earlier. I can't. There's no secret to it. It's kind of come by feel. I've ended up canceling some of those one-on-ones, changing them from every week to every month or every two weeks, and changing ones from every two weeks to every week if it seems like there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I try not to have anything more than 25 minutes because then it just does become a, either a rant or just a, a waste of time. Um, and, 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 yeah, and I do, I use Trello a lot to take notes of things I want to remember for the meetings because my memory wasn't good, you know, 10 years ago when we worked together, it's worse now. So just, you know, making sure, because the worst thing is, okay, you have a meeting every two weeks and you forget the two important things you wanted to ask during that meeting. So I do try to keep Trello so I can actually make sure uh, I at least cover the important things. But it's it's more about you have to be more proactive in your communication. You have to be more proactive in your relationships. And, and, and relationships, is, is that's what this industry is. I mean, that, that's, we talked to so many people who are, are coming into the industry. You know, I had a call this morning with a, a payment provider and they were, they have been working with the big guys, you know, the huge companies for years, but they were talking about how to, you know, navigate the the smaller teams. And I'm like, you really just have to be social. You have to be out there. It's not about, you know, we got to get this deal done. We got to get this deal done. That was one of the things that, you know, we used to use, because we used to use Goldmine, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was constantly... And this is still like my pet peeve with CRMs. It's like, what is your percent chance of this deal getting done? And I'm like, no. I mean, you know, and, and a lot of these systems are set up for industries that are much more rhythmic than ours. And it's like, so what's your average, you know, deal lifespan? I forget what it's called. However long it takes you to close a deal. And in, in our industry, you know, I've done deals that took a week. I've done deals that took six months. There's no real, you know, give in there. And it's one of those things where I completely lost my train of thought on all this. Anyway. Um, Relationships, communication. Your relationship, yeah, that's it. The relationship <laughs> is what that ma- what matters. You know, I, I've got, yeah. you know, people that we've been talking to about becoming clients for over a year but I don't get wrapped up in it. You know, I don't get worried. You know, that's still something that's progressing. Um, You've got to make sure you've got that, whatever your social out is, Mm -hmm. you know? So when y'all are in Slack, I mean, is, is there like a room where people can just chat, you know, is, or is it all one-on-ones? No, we have we have a lot of we have too many channels. Uh, there's a lot of conversations going on, and there's there's like one called random. There's one called conspiracy theories. So there are there's but I think normally the general kind of chats like you're talking about happen in what I, what I would say are five to fifteen person groups. So like my you know my my direct reports or uh, maybe the you know the, the heads of the product team or something. That's that's enough. There's enough critical mass there to keep it interesting, but it's not too many people. Because what I find there's you know there's some huge Slack channels, and they just go off on tangents to the point where it it's you know ridiculous. <laughs> we need, so it's go ahead. We, I should say we need to. This is just you know my train of thought jumping in, but you're right. I mean, so you can absolutely have, and this doesn't matter if it's Discord or Slack. If you've yeah. got twenty or thirty channels, it's chaos. And, and and people tend to tune them out. We need to have a Discord or a Slack expert on the show to give us optimal, yeah. you know, whatevers for doing these things. Um, so you asked what we've done in the last two weeks. What I have done is create some small Slack channels to discuss specific issues that we wouldn't have had before. Like, because what I found is like even issues that are being discussed in a bigger Slack channel, I've broken it off into a conversation of five people who you know, for lack of a better word, get shit done and have them in the conversation and let the other people go off on their tangent and just talk to talk. Uh, that has been very important in terms of moving things forward. So I, I hadn't thought about that till you mentioned it, but that's that's one of the big things in the last two weeks that I've noticed that's had a really positive effect. Uh, Dexter just mentioned minimalist mode on the indie world order discord dexter what i don't i, have, I don't even know what that is 
if you get a chance, type in what it is. And in the meantime, in chat, this morning I got together, somebody was asking about online conferences and I needed to put something together. So if you go to bit.ly slash online game conferences, I've actually compiled a list of all the upcoming online game industry events that I know about. And if you know about one that I don't know about, there's a link on the bottom to actually add one. So. There, there's that for you as well. Um, that's that's my concern is and, and if you're out there and you need somewhere to chat and you need that social aspect, I mean, our Discord server's got 900 some developer and publishers on it now. You can always come hang out with us over at discord.gg slash indie game business. Um, but it is, I mean, this is there, there's a lot of different ways that we can we can look at, it, look at it, but it's basically, you just need to find your own rhythm, make sure it works for you know, your family and, and your office, and then stick to that you know, schedule. Cause I mean, I, not schedule, but stick to that list. Cause I, I mean, I like that. That's one of the things I had to do too, is it's like, I have to have a to-do list going on. And you know, you're not sitting in an office anymore. Your, your boss isn't looking over your shoulder to see you know what you're doing all day it is easy to get wrapped up and and you know off on some other tangent along the way so it's um it's interesting that's the bottom line and then you just got to find your own thing so what i what else am i missing lloyd what else is what else has changed what other advice do you have i mean do you do the whole thing where you everybody's like stay in your normal routine where you get up and you have a shower and you commute to work and you know how much of that normal routine do you have i'm saying stay the opposite create a new normal uh so my routine so part of it is the time zone difference so my calls start at six 30 or 6 in the morning. So I get up a half hour early just so that my voice isn't breaking or something on the call. Uh, but, I, and, but I also, it's different every day. So if my first call is at 8, I'll get up at 7. I'm not going to get up at 5.30 or 4 uh, every morning uh, because that's just stupid. <laughs> so I don't get into a routine that way, and I'm not trying to keep the same routine. I do... Yeah, I think it's everyone kind of has to follow follow their own. I do dress the same as I would if I was going into the office, and I will be for my first call. And I generally shave, so <laughs> I do try to keep that. Uh, I do none I, of that. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'm not saying people should. You ask me what I do. I don't think that makes a big difference. Uh, it makes me feel more comfortable. So what I will say, and it might actually give you a heart attack. So I hope you're sitting down. I actually schedule an hour a day, or I schedule 45 minutes a day on the treadmill, and I think it's incredibly, and, and this is what I was going to say, and I actually put up a blog post because it, it reminds, the most, this is the biggest change. Um, when you end up working from home all the time, you could end up not moving all day, yes. almost literally, and yes. then you feel so bad at the end of the day. So I have, you know, I've, I've, I've scheduled this 45 minutes on the treadmill. Just two weeks ago, I set up my um, standing desk. I had used it, and then I didn't set it up when I moved. It's made a world of difference in terms of keeping, helping me be sharp on phone calls and not get distracted. I think you can easily let yourself go when you're working from home. And, you know, it's, you know, and especially for the people who aren't used to it, like you're, you now know kind of your normal and how to keep yourself. Same with Indy and people who've worked at home have a thing. Someone who's worked in an office for the last five years and they're now at home, they could all of a sudden get into a real downward spiral where you're not getting up. You're probably eating too much. You're, yes. That's uh, the first thing. It's like you start eating everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and that's necessarily good stuff. And again, coming from me, it's, you know, it's arguably very ironic and precious, but it's like I'm also very sensitive to it. Uh, and, you know, you can you start drinking earlier. I've had, you know, and, and you know, it, it's definitely, I have no issues with it, but I've had a lot of one-on-ones with people in Australia. It's their evening. They're, they're already drinking. Uh, but what I'm finding is that people are starting to drink earlier. And I think it's because of the stress, because of the situation. 
Um, yeah, alcohol. Uh, I'm, it's yeah, yeah, no like anti-alcohol. Yeah, you know I, I like to drink occasionally, but it's also it's a depressant. So doing it when you have stressful times and doing it earlier and having no physical activity and eating a lot of garbage is not really going to help you. Not only in your work effectiveness, but how you feel. Yeah. And I'm not this self-help guy. You know, coming from me, if I'm saying it, it's, <laughs> you know, they're really, you know, they, you know I'm, I'm the last one to preach exercise or eating well. <laughs> the, it, you bring up a good point. And one of the things that I'll say is you can't, especially right now, you know, if you have an off day, I had one yesterday. You know, I, I had a lot of meetings in the morning, but, you know, I just, I, I wasn't there, you know, so to speak. And it's going to happen. You're going to have those days. And so mm -hmm. you can't, you know, beat yourself up about it. I mean, the world is, is, is going to keep on going. And, you know, as long as you aren't completely like blowing off work meetings and, and things like that. If you have one of those off days, don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, this is new. This is, you know, an adaption for all of us, really. I mean, yeah, it's like I've been, everybody's like, so how's it changed in your office? I was like, it hasn't changed at all. I get up in the morning, I come downstairs to the office, I work, and, you know, I go to lunch. Then, you know, the difference is now my son's home and now, you know, my wife's home as well. But there hasn't been a lot of change on the day to day business side for us, but there is a a lot of change in life right now yeah. and so you know if if you have an off day that you just you, you don't feel it then take a mental break get a good night's sleep you know come back and, and hit it in the morning it's, it's not the end of the world you know that's the or reach out to some friends yeah you know i think yeah especially now everyone wants to it's not even help everyone wants to yeah, it's like i can't think of a uh meeting i've had where we haven't spent the first five or ten minutes talking about uh, coronavirus you know it's like even like you know very high level stuff pe uh, people and stuff you can't people want to talk they want to vent and it's like and they have no trouble if you do so it's you know again go to your discord channels or go to your direct messages in slack just randomly pick someone and ask them how they're doing even if you're having a shitty day and you want to talk about how you're doing ask them first and all of a sudden they're going to have to respond well how are you and then you know that just opens the floodgates you know i I will argue that's better than uh, drinking that bottle of Jack you might have sitting next to you. <laughs> eh, you know. It depends. It depends. But <laughs> it depends on the day you had. The um, and, and we've talked about this before on the show. It's, you know, one of those things that I learned several years ago is it's, we have a tendency, you know, as humans, this isn't like a, a, a gender or, a, or where you are in the world type thing. If we're going through something difficult, the immediate reaction is like i'm the you just think it's like i'm the only one going through this and, and now <laughs> what we're going through literally everybody in the world is going through it you know it's it's right not and we're going through it together and no mm -hmm. one's gone through it before yeah so it's like we're all in the same boat so this is just absolutely you know the time to you know, reach out to friends, reach out to people in the industry, just ask people in general, you know, it's like, how are you doing? What, what are you done to adapt? I mean, because everybody's got their own little thing that they, that they're doing to get through it and people are willing to talk about it to share. So yeah, that's, um, that's a given. Yeah. And it also puts it in perspective. You know, I was doing one of my direct messages to someone uh, two days ago. He, he works in our Malta office, but he's Spanish. You know, you know, it's hit Spain hard. His aunt and uncle are both in their 80s and both in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, so A, it gave him someone to talk about with it. But more importantly, it made it me realize some of the stuff I was whining about or whining to myself about was just stupid. And, and to be worried about that was just a, a it, it was it was unfair to people who have real things to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and it's like we're we're like that right now where we are. You know, everything's locked down, but it's not that bad here comparatively. You know, we we can go out and get food, we can go out and get toilet paper. You know, the, all of that stuff isn't that hard to get. Um, but I mean, yes, you don't know what what the next six months is going to look like. I mean, so it, what, Andy? What's changed on your world? 
Um, we had a um spa day, <laughs> and I uh, got my fingernails and toenails painted pink. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> I, I mean, I got a daughter and a granddaughter, and they had a spa day. And she's like, Oompa, I want to paint your toes and fingernails. And I'm like, okay. Um, but really, I mean, for me, nothing's changed. And since since we sold the barbershop, Honey's has been going to school from home, and my daughter already schools from home. So really, the and then you know, my wife's dad is here. So really, the only change is that Izzy's not going to school. Um. And and we don't really like go anywhere, you know. I've got this mask, and I've got this mask, and I've got Clorox and hand sanitizers. I think I wash my hands a lot more than um, I used to, you know. Instead of just like before I eat or before I or after I go to the bathroom, now it's like multiple times a day. You touch anything, and you just obsessively wash your hands. Yeah, you know, you do the whole. This way, and then this way, and then this, and you know, the whole little process. Did you ever see that video of a guy wearing gloves and then he yes. had like some, and, and I'm like, oh crap, I've been washing my hands wrong this whole time. And so now I wash my hands correctly, apparently. That was a, a random video that was amazingly eye-opening to me as well. I'm like, oh, my God. And, and, like... I, I, and I also relish touching my face when I can. Oh, my hands are clean. I can wipe my nose. You know, I can scratch my face. <laughs> that's a good, good point. That's, yeah. that's always in there as well. Um, I mean, I think, Lloyd, have you got anything else? I mean, we covered it. I mean, get your get your system in place and then realize that your yeah. system won't be everybody's system. You know, get, get some good tools to work around and, you know, don't overthink everything. That's yeah. the... Um, and touch base with everyone regularly. Like yeah. Both on a business, business relation, maintain the business relationships, but also help out everyone because... They could be going through a lot. Yeah. I mean, and actually what Indy just said brought up something completely new. I mean, we, we talked about you're most likely going to end up with extra hours in your day because you're yeah. not in meetings and you're not commuting. It's a fantastic time to learn something. You know, even if it's not yeah. business related, go back and, 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 you know, there's a lot of online courses around just general education mm -hmm. with, with, uh, history or, or astronomy or whatever it may be. Um, I took a marketing course on Coursera, you know, several years ago, but you know, it's a good time to brush up on some stuff that you, you might've neglected over yeah. a while. I, 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 that's a good point. It kind of, I, I do it as a part of my scheduling, but it's like, yeah, make sure you use up that time well, because just like, you know, you don't want to end up having drank that bottle of Jack when you probably shouldn't have. You also don't want to end up have, having watched eight episodes of Bang Theory. And afterwards, you probably feel worse than you did after drinking the bottle of Jack. You know, it's like, don't waste four hours, you know, watching, you know, two and a half men or something. That's, you know, it, 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 you know try to even, you know, yeah, you know, that's why that's why planning becomes so important. I, and you mentioned Coursera; that's still my favorite. There's millions of online learning things, but the the, the quality and the fact that you can get almost everything for free that's it's that's still the place I'd go for for learning. You know, mm. otherwise, you know, yeah. Uh, look, I binge watched Tiger King the other night, and, and I don't consider that wasting several hours yeah. of my day because, oh my God, that's a train wreck <laughs> that you just have to watch. <laughs> oh no, binge watching is cool, and I, I'm still there's actually several shows that I want to do. But what happens is, if you end up with those extra few hours, you end up watching something that you don't even want to watch. Again, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Tiger King instead. Okay, um, I will actually. The Boys <laughs> on Amazon. That's what we watch. I don't have Amazon. Oh, it's have, so good. Prime. You don't have Amazon Prime? Uh-uh. Get out. I don't, I, we, we did for a long time, and, but we just don't use it. You just and never so, ordered things? Not, well, it's like, so when we lived where we used to live, 
if you wanted something, no matter how random it was, yeah, you could go out. But I mean, you were going to spend 20 minutes with traffic and everything else getting to where you needed to get and buy it and then back. And so, yeah, Amazon Prime made sense. It's like, God, it's, it's going to be an hour one way. I mean, it's going to be an hour trip to go get this. I'll just order it. But now where we live, I can literally be at any store I need to be at in like five minutes. And so it's one of those that not only do you get to support the local stuff because you know regardless of what a lot of people say if you when you buy something at walmart you're still supporting local people i mean there's a lot those people that work there are your local people but it's unless it's something like super specific that we need at the house we don't we just didn't use amazon prime that much anymore and so we got rid of it yeah i mean you get a free twitch subscription and you get you know to watch free movies there's a lot of amazon exclusive stuff that's on there there's a lot of exclusive stuff on hulu and netflix and everything else too it was just one of those things that we just didn't didn't pencil anymore (laughs) so I mean, with that, educate yourselves. Oh, and, and Nightwolf says, if you search right to take advantage of the algorithm, you can use Facebook ads to lead you to free classes. He got 3D modeling, digital art, and music production classes that way. Nice. So, yeah, you got to turn your ads on your computer, though. That's the downside. Um, but, yeah, there's always promotions for, for free classes and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's a good time to learn something. Be social. Talk to people, ask them how they're doing. Um, but yeah, any, anything else, Lloyd? Yeah, I'll probably take a 10 things after the call, but there was, right. the, the big thing is just be proactive. That, that's what the Discord's for. Don't Talk sleep in. I will. Yeah. If you have an idea, toss it out there. Um, so yeah, aside yeah. from that. Yeah, don't turn into a couch potato. Yeah. You can do that. I mean, and that's, I'll totally vouch for that one. It's very easy when you start working from home to yeah. get lax about exercise and, and what you eat and when you eat and all that kind of I feel like stuff. working from home, though, we should have like three or four day weekends. You can have more free time. If you, if you schedule well, you probably can. I, I do schedule well, but I don't. I feel like the weekends are too short. Because I don't. I try not to work on the weekends. I do some things, but. I try to not. Actually, that touches on another problem we didn't even talk about. It's like, you know, just like you have to schedule your time and make sure you're efficient, you also have to kind of schedule your off time. So it, it's real. What I do find is that it's, it's actually gotten worse since everyone's been working from home. I'm spending a lot more time on, on the weekend working because there's no clear barrier. And actually, that's probably my next thing is going to schedule time where I'm not going to work at all, like on a Saturday or a Sunday, because I'm I'm finding it's actually I'm actually working longer hours, even though I have more free time, uh, especially in the last you know few weeks, uh, maybe because there's nothing else to do and I can't watch UNC lose. But uh... <laughs> you, got, you should have watched enough of that shit this year. That was <laughs> well. Now you. Yeah, but now I can't take uh, Glee and you not making the tournament. <laughs> hey, that, that was, that's that was funny. Guess, I was like, we did not make the tournament. <laughs> I, so, but this is a good point. How I had the very same issue at our old house because my office was like literally right next to the living room. And so. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that separation. Now I do have that separation. I mean, you literally can't walk from my office into the house. You have to go outside, upstairs, you know, and then go to the house. But how big of a a separation, how do you block off, you know, work from home, basically? I can't yet. I have to figure it out because it's not a a physical separation because it's my devices. It's my life is my devices. It's probably the same for most of us. And I have my work email and I have Slack on my iPad, on my personal computer, as well as my work computer. So it's not, yeah, it, it has, and it's, it's impossible when you have that little icon that says, or something, not checking. <laughs> One of the, I did this about a, uh, maybe a year and a half, no, probably two years ago. I don't know. But we, we were going on vacation and, I turned the email notifications off on my phone. So I didn't get a little ding or a little envelope at the top of my phone whenever I had, you know, an email come in. 
I have yet to turn it back on. That is one of the best things that I did for my mental stability and being able to separate and say, okay, you know, it's evening or it's the weekend or it's time to spend with family or whatever time it was, just turning the email notifications off on my phone was an absolute I agree. blessing. I agree with I that I, 1000%. I, the only notifications I have on my phone are when I get a text message or I guess I, if I get a Facebook messenger or like a phone call or voicemail. And then also I'm on, on the like Discord and Slack, I have all of the noise notifications turned off. All of them. No freaking dings, no nothing, no, I, I can't. I can't deal with that. There's nothing more aggravating than getting a ding, knowing it's from Discord and you can't find where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the things, it's like now, yeah, I have that physical separator between the house and the office, but you know, I'm the same way. I'll sit upstairs at night, you know, on my laptop and, and be doing work stuff here and there. But for my mental health, turning off email notifications on my phone was a godsend. I, I used to do that work until I went to bed, basically. But now it's like I stop. So I try and stop before five. I try to stop. I try and get up early and get all my work done by like three or four. And then so I have the rest of the day off and then I don't. I'll sit, come to my computer and sit down for like 15 or 20 minutes sometimes. But other than that, I just, I can't do that anymore. I, I have to. I love how we, we like get to the end of the show and then the audio starts getting involved. So <laughs> Papa says, you know, you need a decent workspace at home to be efficient, you know, not just a laptop and a phone. What, sh what does your home office workspace look like, Lloyd? So mine's not bad. But I actually have a friend, actually, who you know, Dimitri, who, you know, didn't have a home office. He just had to start working from home. And he's been efficient, really just setting off a, a part of, you know, kind of owning the dining room table during the day. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's more, you know, not everyone's going to have the perfect facilities. I'm lucky, you know, I, because I, when I did decide I was going to work from home, I, I set up a standing desk. I have a regular desk. Uh, I have my printer here. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I actually do think I have it. it it's 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 I like it, but it's not the reason. It, I could easily be inefficient or not work well without it. I think it's more you just you do have to have a dedicated space um, and and where you can set up and where you, where you can kind of maintain the quiet part of it. That's the thing you have to make sure. You know, now that you're home with your partner, potentially with your kids, it's. You know, no one cares if your kids are running in the background or something, but it does get really distracting if you can't hear the person you're talking to or they can't hear you. But you get a good set of headphones. I mean, that's, that's that one of help, the things yeah. that you don't think about when you don't work from home. But even in terms of, you know, getting me focused, I mean, that's one of the things. If I've got my headphones on, regardless of the fact that there's nobody else in here except me and the dog, you know, I still can get, you know me, Lloyd. I get distracted. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of well, those things that when I've got the headphones on, it's like, okay, nothing out here is happening. I can just get focused on, on what I'm doing. And we take it for granted, those of us who have been doing this. But, yeah, it's like I've got a nice office now. And it's probably like the nicest office I've ever had. But it's also built out of half of our basement. And, you know, if you don't have that room and you're working from the kitchen table, it, it's not easy. I mean, you're you're probably not in the most comfortable chair to be sitting around in, and you're you're getting used to it. So, mm -hmm. um, it's good if you can get that spot blocked off. But if not, you kind of have to just make it your own, like like Dimitri. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 like, and I, honestly, a lot of office environments suck. You know, so it's yeah, you know, yeah. There's there's different degrees of how much work you can get. I've been in a lot of offices that are poorly laid out, or you know, more distracting. It's it's yeah. You know, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Andy. Go oh, ahead. Good. Uh, like his to his point of uh, like working with a laptop and a phone. You know, the other day somebody asked me how how I got the we're uh, what well, we're we're doing the same thing. My coworker and I, and he said, "How do you get so much done? I feel like I'm always way behind you." And I'm like, well, what are you using for work? And he goes, a laptop and a trackpad. And I'm like, that's why is because you're using a freaking laptop and a at least get a mouse, right? You know, I use multiple monitors 
so I can have multiple things open and I can copy and paste really quick. You know, I could drag stuff over back and forth. I can, you know, instead of having to close a tab and open a tab and then tab back and forth. It's, and with a track, I can't work with a trackpad. I, I can't. I, 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 my wife is like, can you check this out on my laptop? Is there a mouse plugged in? No. Will, will you get a mouse? Because I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it with it. <laughs> we, uh, I'm the same way. It's like ever since I've been working with two monitors, it's like when I work on my laptop, yeah, I've got the trackpad on there. And, and it's like, it's, it's, it's never as effective. I'm never as good as when I'm, I've got a mouse and I can flip back and forth and, and do things very easily, you know, and, and then we've got Corey, you know, who was on here. How many, when he had like six monitors going on or yeah. something, it was absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does help to, you know, have everything set up properly, but you know, maybe you don't. And so you just kind of have to. Then the thing that works. sucks is like if you have to travel, like I use four monitors, right? So I've got the Discord and Slack open continually on one side. And then, you know, and so when I travel and I have to use my laptop, even with a mouse, I'm like, Fuck, I can't. It's, it's stressful. It's stressful. I want one of those little things that you put on your laptop that opens up to multiple monitors. What? Yeah, it's a I little, like a little monitor thing that you can plug in and it opens up to it opens up like this to multiple monitors on your laptop huh that's a new one i haven't oh. seen that one before all righty well as always lloyd thanks for coming on you, you, thanks for having me you're always more than welcome to come and, and hang out with us for an hour um anything else lloyd indy i'm good nope We're thanks good. again for having me yeah, thank All you guys later. so much. Um, you can join our Discord at discord.gg slash business, And you can also listen to all of our other podcasts at anchor.fm slash business. This one will be up soon. Thank you guys so much. Cool. Thank you, Andy. Bye. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.